You're listening to Speak Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, brothers, that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, and that none of you would be puffed up in favor of one against another. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Without us, you have become kings. And would that you did reign so that we might share the rule with you. America will be celebrating Thanksgiving this week, and we'll have a lot of shared experiences. It looks a little different in every home, but we do a lot of things the same. Most of us are going to overeat. Many of us will get some extra time off this week. We'll see a little bit more of family and friends. There are some pretty strong traditions around Thanksgiving that lead many of us to have similar shared experiences. And I'm going to guess that most of us will have another shared experience. We will be gathered in some sort of group, maybe sitting around a table or in a living room, when someone will suggest a group activity. It sounds something like this. Why don't we all say something that we're thankful for? We'll go around the circle and each one of us will share. Have you had that experience? And what is your first response when someone makes that suggestion? Maybe you're the one that makes that suggestion and you just love it and it's bonding and it's a sweet moment and it's just special and we're going to go for it. And maybe you're the one that doesn't want to share. Maybe it's a little awkward or personal. Either way, it happens. It is a classic Thanksgiving experience, a little cliche, but it's always meaningful. Even though it's totally expected and there's nothing novel about it, it always feels significant. Maybe even almost like we approach it with an attitude of reverence. Like in the sharing of gratitude, there's something sacred going on. I think there is. So whether you're the one that loves this moment or you're the one that finds it uncomfortable, maybe even a bit annoying, it's probably gonna happen. It's probably gonna happen this week. So I'll just get you started a little early and I'll ask the question, what are you thankful for? You can think about it now so when it happens sometime this week, you're ready. You're ready to go around the circle and share what you're thankful for. Such a good question, but it's not the question that I want to focus on in this episode. I want to ask you a different question that makes us think about the classic question a little differently. It's one of the questions that Paul asked in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. So here's the question, and when I consider it seriously, it hits me hard. Paul asks, what do you have that you did not receive? That's actually the middle of three questions Paul asks in verse 7. The first one says, for who sees anything different in you? The last one is, if then you did receive it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? All those are good questions, but the one that hits me is the middle one. What do you have that you did not receive? And in one sense, it's not a great question because it's kind of a closed-ended question. The, the answer is super obvious. Nothing. If you answer from a biblical worldview and you're honest, you you have to admit that life is a gift. God has given you everything you have. But that close-ended answer is one that we need to think about more than we do. 
And here's how it flips the script on the classic experience that I described earlier in the episode. When we go around that table, some of us struggle to come up with the answers. We have to think for a minute. And when it's our turn, then we get real nervous because we don't have anything yet. And then we just settle for something really obvious, like, I'm thankful for this moment. I'm thankful for the people gathered around this table. I'm thankful for family. And all those things are good. We should be thankful for them. But we kind of just cop out on thinking deep because we just grab the, the closest thing and say, okay, here's something that sounds good. Next person. My point is that sometimes we sit and have to think hard to come up with something that we're thankful for. As if life was this big, ugly, unfortunate mess. And occasionally, God is good enough to give us a single good thing that we might notice and be able to say, oh, I'm thankful for that. Even though everything else is terrible, I'm thankful for this piece over here. Paul's question kind of flips the whole thing and says, look at all of life and I challenge you to come up with anything that you have that you did not receive. Like, is there anything you have that you legitimately should not be thankful for? This is the same flip of perspective that we see in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 when God gives this beautiful garden to Adam and Eve and says, you can eat from all of it except this one tree. I give you everything. There's this one thing that I need you to stay away from. And then the serpent comes and says, did God really say that you cannot eat from any tree? God offered this vast horizon of freedom and abundance And then the Satan filter comes in and says, God is restrictive, cruel. He's keeping things from you. There's probably nothing you can even think of to be thankful for. When we sit around that table and we each tell what we're thankful for, we should not do it as though life is a terrible, ugly mess. And if we're creative enough, we might be able to think of something that's positive and good that we could share as something we're thankful for. Rather, we should do it as people who did not create ourselves, whose very existence is a gift. We should think like James says in James 1.17 that every good and perfect gift comes down from above from the Father of lights. When that question is asked, what are you thankful for? We should recognize that the ears that heard the question and the mind that formed an answer, and the mouth that spoke it. All of those things are a gift. Life is one giant privilege. The grace of God is so much bigger than him saving us from sin. He gives us good things that we don't deserve continually. And that's why Paul can say in 1 Thessalonians 5, give thanks in everything. There is an incredible biblical portrait of gratitude in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And God outlines the abundance of the land that he's bringing the people into and the ways he's going to bless them, the gifts he's going to give them. And then in verse 17 and 18, he says this, beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. So we might push back on the question, what do you have that you did not receive? And we might highlight how we've worked really hard. We've had a lot of discipline. We've earned things. It wasn't all just receiving. There was a whole lot of effort there. 
And it's true. You have put forth effort and you've done good work that have resulted in many of the good things you're enjoying right now. What Deuteronomy 8 reminds us is the very ability to put that effort in was a gift from God. The energy it took was a gift from God. The skills that you get paid for are a gift from God. We so easily take credit. We don't really need to be thankful because we earned it. We deserve it. But Paul's question pushes back and said, who gave you those abilities? Who blessed you with that personality? Who has offered you this time? Who has shared with you that wisdom? Who supplied that energy? There's nothing you have that you did not receive. We could live in a state of gratitude for the things God has given us, or we could think that we're just really good. And you can think that way, but what it does is it blocks the joy of living as someone who's receiving gifts from God. The entire history of humans relating to God is filled with us rejecting him, resisting, pushing back on the things he gives. So there are so many gifts that God offers us, and we either don't notice, we don't prefer them, and we do not receive the good thing he has for us. And we're living in a sinful experience right now, so it is going to be imperfect. And still, God does and he longs to give us good things that reverse the hard things we currently experience. The big picture that is speaking to me right now, and I'd love to leave with you as you go into Thanksgiving week, is that life is a gift, the whole thing. It is a huge privilege. And with the right perspective, we can see the opportunities and savor them. We can flip our perspective from a big mess with a few bright spots to a wonderfully generous and abundant and loving God who gives us every good thing. And yeah, there's a few hard spots and he helps us through those too. So what are you thankful for? And if you want to go a little deeper into gratitude, ask yourself, what do you have that you did not receive? How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Well, thank you so much for listening to Speak, Lord. And as always, you can find all of our episodes by searching for Speak, Lord, wherever you get podcasts. And you can find more from me at PastorRyanRogers.com. Mm-hmm.